7 on our 40-day tour through the Gospel of John, and we're up to John chapter 3, starting in the 22nd verse. We're going to wrap up the third chapter of John on this episode of the Pastor Mike Drop podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for diving deep into God's Word. I pray and hope that it will bless you and strengthen your faith in Jesus Christ. I've got a question for you, especially those of you who are Iowans. Are you a fan of the Iowa State Cyclones? Or are you a fan of the Iowa Hawkeyes? Is it University of Iowa for you or Iowa State University? In Iowa, that's a question that we all have to answer. Some of us cheer for both teams, but a lot of Iowans pick one or the other. It's usually a friendly and fun rivalry, but sometimes it tips out of control into an unhealthy area. Even if you don't live in Iowa, and I know a lot of people are tuning in from all over the country and around the world, I'm sure you could probably think pretty quickly of a rivalry that exists like that near you. Hopefully fun and friendly, but not always the case. That's what's happening in our Bible reading for today. John chapter 3, verse 25 says a debate broke out. A rivalry was brewing between John the Baptist's disciples and a certain Jew. Most Bible scholars think that that certain Jew means a, a temple priest, a scribe, a Pharisee. And maybe that Pharisee, other scholars say more specifically, would be Nicodemus, who shows up at the beginning of chapter 3, because we're still in that same story. Regardless, there's a debate. There's a rivalry between John the Baptist's disciples and the Jewish uh, scribes over ceremonial cleansing, which is an old covenant issue. If you're paying particularly careful attention, something just rang a bell inside of your head. And if you've been tuning into all these podcasts, because that'll remind you that those six stone water jars that Jesus used to turn into wine, his first miracle in the beginning of John chapter 2, those water jars were there for ceremonial cleansing. John's gospel is full of places like that, where it just, it, it just pieces together these, these rich kind of movements. And this particular reading for today has more. I wish I could point every single detail out to you as your tour guide, but then that would be the gospel of John in 365 days instead of 40 days. Maybe next year, we'll see. But John's disciples came to him and they said, to show us how this rivalry was tipping into an unhealthy area, Rabbi, John the Baptist, they said to him, the man that you met on the other side of the Jordan River, Jesus, the one you identified as the Messiah, is also baptizing people. And now everybody's going to him instead of coming to us. I hope that doesn't sound familiar to you as Christians, but I'm afraid that it probably does to all of us. There are Christians who lose the why for our what, who, who lose the purpose and the motivation behind what we do. We forget why we're doing it. We misidentify the real competition. The competition for Christians is not the church across the street. We're on their team and they're on our team. Even if we're in different denominations, it's not the church down the street. It's, it's not the church on the other side of town. Our competition is anything that would keep people from God's word, from, from practicing the spiritual disciplines that increase our faith, worship and prayer and Bible study and daily devotions like we're doing in this podcast. It's anything that would get us off of that that track that's going to bless us and, and fill our spirits up with, with God's love. Our competition is, is not the other pastor or the other church leaders or, or the other Christians who are leading a, a Bible study, and, and maybe it's more popular than the one you're leading or, or that you're a part of, and then envy and, and jealousy starts to creep up. And that's where things start to get messy, and that's what we find here. 
John the Baptist sets his followers, his disciples, straight. He says, look, if he's not against us, he's for us. Verse 27, John replies to his followers, his disciples, no one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. This gift from above. In John's gospel, there's always this language and another example of the richness of John's gospel from a literary perspective. Not to see things just from an earthly level, but but to start to see the life we live on this earth from a heavenly perspective. That will help us see it for what it is instead of what the world wrongly concludes it is. Say this next phrase with me. It's not about me. It's not about us. It's not about us. It's about Jesus Christ. It's not about pointing people as the end goal to our churches. It's about pointing people to the God of our churches. It's not about pointing people to this podcast as the end goal so we can have uh, more, more views or, or, or more people tuning in. It's about inviting people to this podcast so that this podcast can point them to Jesus Christ. Remember a few episodes ago how John the Baptist talked about how he's not the Messiah. He's not the, the one who stands in the spotlight. He's the one who shines the spotlight on Jesus Christ, the one who must increase so that he can decrease. John goes on to say as much. He says, I'm not the Messiah. I told you that already plainly. I'm only here to prepare the way for Jesus. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride. And the best man, that's me, John is saying. I'm the best man in this wedding. I'm not the groom. The best man is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I'm filled with joy at Jesus' success. What's happening across the river is a God thing. It was never about me anyway, John the Baptist is saying. It's never about us. It's never about our movement as the end goal. Try to make it as big as it can be, as popular as it can be. That's looking at worldly things from a worldly perspective. And John's gospel reminds us again and again and again to look at our daily lives in this world from a heavenly perspective. Why are we doing it? Because we want heaven to be more crowded. Why are we doing church? Why are we doing ministry? Why are we trying to get the word out? Why do I want my light to shine as I go about my life today? And wherever you go today, think about it that way. Am I living my life today for the glory of me, or am I going to live my life today for the glory of God? Here's the beauty of it. When we start living our lives for the glory of God, it's better for us. We've had way more success from a worldly perspective, as the world would define success here in this church, than I would have ever dreamed. God's plans are bigger than our dreams. And I think one of the keys to that success, if we've done anything right, it's that we've remembered the why for our what. It isn't about getting people just to come to Lutheran Church of Hope. It's about getting people to come here so they can meet Jesus, so heaven can be more crowded. And if they go to another church or go to another ministry instead of our church, we're on the same team. We're fighting the same good fight. It's good for our cause too. We have to identify faithfully who our real competition is and who it isn't. This isn't a rivalry between John the Baptist and Jesus on one side of the river or the other, or one church or another. Not if we're going to do this thing called Christianity and this thing called life in a faithful way. It's not going to be about us if we get it right. It's going to be about Jesus. I am filled with joy at his success. He must increase, John goes on to say in verse 30, and I must decrease this famous line. Tradition has it, and John's gospel would know this tradition, that Jesus is born, the date designated for his birth is December 25th, Christmas Day, as we know it. John the Baptist, tradition says, was born on June 24th. 
June 24th is one of the longest days of the year. December 25th is one of the shortest days of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. But all the days after December 25th, Jesus' birth increase. He must increase. All the days after John the Baptist's birthday, decrease. He must de- I must decrease, John says, so that he, Jesus, can increase. It's a good way to live. He has come from above and is greater than anyone else, John says. We're here on earth. We speak of earthly things on this plane, on this level, but he's come from heaven, and that's how we should start to see it. Our lives here on this earth, he's greater than anyone else. And God has given him the Holy Spirit without limit, verse 34. (laughs) No limits on what this Jesus can do. Why would we make it all about us and try to point people that we love to something that has limits? Me, as a pastor, uh, the, the ministries that we do. Why wouldn't we want to point the people we love to the Jesus who has no limits? He must increase. We must decrease. The Father loves Jesus, his Son, and has put everything into his hands. And anyone who believes, this is how powerful this Jesus is. Everyone who believes in him has eternal life, repeating the theme from the beginning of John 3, John 3, 16. On the flip side of that same coin, the bad news, that anyone who doesn't obey, and if we don't believe, why would we obey? And if we don't obey, we're going to run away from God's grace and his mercy and this gift of eternal life, so we're not going to be able to receive it because we're running away from it. But that's where the story picks up tomorrow with a fascinating, life-changing conversation that Jesus has with a woman who probably doesn't think she's worthy of God's grace. Maybe you know somebody like that. Maybe it's you. But that's for tomorrow, and I'll see you tomorrow. Today, we've already been richly blessed by the God who reminds us who our real competition is and the why for our what. It's not about us. It's about him. Live that way today and watch what it does to the world around you and watch what it does to your own heart too. See you tomorrow. Like, review, and share on whatever platform you're using that helps us get the word out. Join us for weekend worship. You can go to lutheranchurchofhope.org to find out how. We'll see you there. Okay.